When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, it's been a jam-packed day in week two of the NFL, and all I can say is, Make sure you get a kicker, folks. Please. This is your public service announcement. Please, please, please get a quality kicker because some of these teams just lost today because they don't have anyone that can actually kick the ball through the uprights. How you doing today, Cam? Uh, we'll see. Cowboys Giants, 7 o'clock Sunday night. You mean 8 o'clock, because only the East Coast matters, Cam. You should know better by now. Oh, man. But, I mean, let, let's just get right down to it, because, you know, we, we just had just a mess of games in the early slate. So, let's start off with the shocker of the day. Not because of how, not because of the fact that they won, but in how they won. The Kansas City Chiefs. Going into Three Rivers against the Steelers. Well, it's not Three Rivers, it's Heinz Field. But going into Pittsburgh and taking care of business against the Steelers in a shootout, 42-37, Pat Mahomes, your boy, the guy you've been pumping up all preseason and into uh, going into last season about how good he was, Pat Mahomes throws for not one, not two, not three, but six touchdown passes. Six. The boy Patty Guys, dude, coming in, showing the Raiders what is up, baby. I, I mean, the, the absurdity of this. I mean, let's think about it. You've got a rookie just shredding the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, the Steel Curtain. I, I mean... There's nothing you could say other than what a mess this was because of the fact that, you know, 
honestly, this should not have gone this way. You know, even with the Steelers' defensive issues, like, Kansas City was wide open the entire day. I mean, Sammy Watkins had a field day against the Steelers. I mean, this is what everyone was envisioning with the Chiefs' offense. But the fact that they were able to take that on the road and make it look like it was a home game, I mean, you know, I I don't know what else you can say about it, but it it, it was just embarrassing for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, dude, it looked like a freaking Texas Tech air raid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure for Mahomes it felt like a throwback since his team couldn't guard anyone either. So, yeah, it definitely felt like a Tech game. I mean, the thing was, though, too, I mean, Every single touchdown, it was like no one was touched. It was like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like no one was even touched. They were wide open. Yeah, so, I mean, the Chiefs come in and win outright as the underdog. But, I I mean, in terms of fantasy production, you know, you didn't get a lot of cream hunt, but you got a whole lot of uh, passing uh, from the Chiefs because, I mean, you got 38 points. And fantasy from Mahomes today on 300 yards passing. I mean, and FanDuel and DraftKings, I mean, he was just all over the place. I mean, Big Ben put up big numbers as well with over 400 yards passing, but Mahomes was the story. I mean, six touchdowns, no picks, and the Steelers only had one sack and three hurries. You know, that's just not going to get it done. I mean, when you leave Pat Mahomes' time, dude, he's going to find a spot. And, I mean, he showed it. I mean, it was it was terrible. I mean, every every shot he took, they were open, man. Yeah, it, it was just like, a, you know, you, you just kind of scratch your head because, realistically, you you can't have that happen. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it, it's just not going to work. So uh, you had you had the Chiefs win in impressive fashion, then you got the other shocker of the day. You got Fitz Magic in the home opener for the Buccaneers coming in and just doing damage to the defending champion Eagles. The Eagles defense was running, uh, just getting gassed the entire way through. I mean, the first play of the game, Fitzpatrick just unloads. And, oh, speaking of the devil on uh, Red Zone, Fitzmagic wearing the chain and the gla- <laughs> sunglasses. Fitzmagic in his element. Hey, Fitzmagic is in session, baby. I mean, l- let's talk about Fitzmagic, though. 400 yards passing. Four TDs. This is a man, even after the performance last week, was not picked up in leagues. Believe me, I passed on Fitzmagic because I'm telling myself there's no way he's doing that to the Eagles' defense. Guess what? He just did. You actually have to ride away with Fitzmagic now. There's no getting around it. There's no oh, getting man. around it. And it, Jameis Winston, the wave. Yeah, until the wave has come, and you got to ride it all the way. I mean, the the bottom line is is that even with Jameis Winston coming back from suspension. He can't get the job back. You cannot disrupt what you got going on. Even if Fitzmagic has a bad day next week, you got to ride him. You have to ride him. There, there's no getting around it. He's got way too much chemistry with some of these other guys. It, it's, just, it's just not something that a coach can legitimately do. And given all the issues with Jameis Winston off the field, 
like what coach is actually going to sign uh, sign up for uh, putting Jameis Winston back in the starting lineup? I, I mean, I'm looking at this and I can't believe I'm saying this in 2018, but Ryan Fitzpatrick could actually be a top 10 QB for the next three weeks. Oh my God! Yes, I mean Winston is shaking in his boots. I mean he's sweating his ass off. There's no way, like you said, a coach can put him in after what I call the Fitz Fitz magic wave has come through. Yeah, but just again another shocker. Uh, Philly falls uh, 27-21 to the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers are two and zero. I mean, there are people who took the Eagles in suicide pools and were probably laughing at what happened to the Saints last week, and now they're knocked out. Speaking of which, how about those Saints? Or lack thereof, because they look like the Aints today. Because, again, I'm one of those people who took the Saints saying, there's no way they're going 0-2 and losing to Cleveland. And guess what? They should have went 0-2 and lost to Cleveland. If not for Zane Gonzalez, the kicker of the Browns, who missed not one, not two, but three field goals. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, I, for me, it's like, come on, Hugh. Like, just play aggressive, man. He played like a pussy the entire game. It was like he was, like, waiting for the Saints to come back. Like, he was running uh, the ball. Oh, uh, 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 no, no, no. I, I, I I I, I got I have to correct myself, Cam. I have to correct myself. He only missed two field goals, but he also missed two extra points. That's part of the reason why I thought he missed three kicks. He actually missed four kicks today. <laughs> I mean, e- either way, I man, dude, the Browns are just playing like he's just playing to keep his job, man. If he's not playing like the way they should have played is just like they did at the in the fourth quarter when. Tyrod throws a fourth and five freaking bomb for a TD. That's how they should play. Well, well, that's the thing. Carlos Hyde had 16 carries. Yeah, you for want... like 50 yards. Uh, uh, terrible. Cam, 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 you're actually giving Carlos a bit too much credit. He had 16 <laughs> carries and 43 yards. All right, I, I rounded up. There's yeah, yeah, you, you, you gave him benefit of the doubt. He didn't even break 50 yards. Like, to be perfectly honest... The run game wasn't working for either team. The pass game was abysmal for the Saints because, you know, Drew Brees, like, like you, I can't believe it to say this, but, like, Drew Brees was awful today. Drew Brees missed no less than four wide-open receivers. He was 28-35, but honestly, if you look at some of the numbers, he missed two touchdown throws today, and he knows he missed them. I mean... You know, the Saints, like, barely, barely survived by the skin of their teeth today with 18 points in the fourth quarter. But Drew Brees did not look good at all, and Kamara was bottled up because the Browns basically dared the the Saints to pass on them, and all the Saints were able to do were dink and dunk with Michael Thomas, 12 receptions, 89 yards, and two TDs. Thomas balled out, but, you know... Like Ted Ginn, uh, like had one big pass play for forty yards, but that was it. Basically, he only had fifty-five yards total, and no one else on the wide receiver core caught a pass. You know, this is a this is a concern here. If I'm the Saints, 
It's like, where are the other receivers on this squad? I mean, and they're playing at home, and their home road splits are usually a lot worse. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, at the Superdome, I mean, they usually ball out, but they, it was terrible. Yeah, I Terr. mean. A.K.A. Charles Barkley, terrible. It was terrible. I mean, and once again, the Browns win the turnover battle, but can't take advantage of it. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, if you had a kicker that could kick, you would have won this game. Period. Well, I, I mean, I mean that. I mean, for sure that. And, I mean, and I'm telling you, it was just like the Browns were playing to like just to, at the skin of their pants, man. They just didn't do anything. They were just like, all right, let's keep it as close as we can. Let's run the clock, and hopefully they don't win. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. It, well, and you also know it's a bad thing, like how badly you screwed up when you actually have to be consoled by the other team because your own teammates are so pissed off with you that they don't want to even be near you. Because they they show the clip of Gonzalez being consoled by the Saints players. Yeah, guess what? His own teammates didn't want to even be that close to him. That's why he's being consoled by the Saints players. I mean, that was a disgusting game to watch. I mean, that was, what, I think the second... I think the the second top scoring game was supposed to be that game. Yeah. And, and yeah, twenty one twenty ended up being twenty one eighteen, and that's where most of the ca- that's where most of the cash for DK and FanDuel went, and that's how we went down in our cash game lineups uh, with with that yeah. game, and you know, Kamara. It's like if you took Kamara like I did, you you you, you took it on the chin today because Kamara did not have good numbers. And you paid a boatload for it, and you know, yes, Gurley salvaged it, but the amount of guys who w- ended up going off on other teams, or if you went with Michael Thomas, y- you can't make that up because, like, the problem was, uh, you know, AB didn't go off today, Juju went off today, so a lot of the heavy hitters on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, it it just didn't work out that way. It it just it just didn't pan out. So paying up did not really work out. Uh, I mean, the only the only good pick I had today was Juju over Antonio all day. But I mean, I had Kamara on the same damn lineup. Yeah. So yeah. The thing was too, they didn't. I mean, dude, they did not pass the ball to Kamara. They didn't do anything. It was just like it looked like a clusterfuck the entire game. Yeah. So it was terrible. But uh, I mean, let let's let's get into uh, some of the other games here, uh, just to run it down real quick. Uh, y- you know, th- Houston loses a game to Tennessee, where the Titans didn't have Marcus Mariota, who basically told team doctors this morning he couldn't grip a football. Yet somehow the Titans activated him, even though it cost them a roster spot. If anyone can explain to me how that remotely makes a lick of sense, you got a quarterback who can't throw the football taking up a roster spot. It's news to me. But yet still, Houston falls for a fake punt uh, pass play for a touchdown and manages to lose to Blaine Gabbert. Blaine, the worst backup QB in the league, Gabbert. They managed to lose to him because I'd even take Matt Schaub over Blaine Gabbert. 
That's how bad Blaine Gabbert is. And you managed to lose that game. You know, Bill O'Brien gets a lot of passes because of certain things that happened in Houston, but he doesn't have any excuses now. J.J. Watt's healthy. You know, you can say whatever you want about Deshaun Watson being rusty, but he is he is still healthy. Will Fuller was active today and balled out. They had the double team on Andre. Uh, uh, they had the, uh, the double team on DeAndre Hopkins, and yet still Houston could not figure out a way of moving the football today. Offensively, they were stagnant. To, I mean, being perfectly honest here, like uh, the the Titans are slightly above average NFL defense, and I'm being kind there. They they really are not known for having a stout uh, pass rush being dominant in in the run-stopping game. Like, the Titans are pretty much average in most aspects of the defense. And yet still, like, the the Texans, you know, they they threw for 300 yards. Uh, You know, Lamar Miller had some touches. Like, he had over four yards of carry. But... You know, realistically, like, all the Texans did today was move the ball up and down the field but couldn't actually execute long-term in drives. I I mean, Tennessee had less than 300 total yards of offense. Derrick Henry can't run the football. Deion Lewis struggled running the football, too. They had less than three yards of carry and yet still managed to win this game with Blaine Gabbert throwing for less than 120 yards passing. Cam... What am I missing here? <laughs> You're missing that they suck, dude. <laughs> yes, I mean, oh my lord! Like I, I don't even. I'm lost for words on that. Like you, uh, just the, the play calling. The I mean, they have to. For me, they have to pass a tight end. Man, it's like it's like that easy. But they like, don't. They like, don't use tight ends in that offense. I know, but it, 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 it's it's mind boggling. But they don't use tight ends. But I mean, dude. Like I mean, if you even watch the last game, like Griffin had like seven targets, and he missed them wide open like three or four times. I mean, and granted, that was probably Russ, whatever you want to call it. But if Deshaun Watson throws for three hundred and ten yards, that's that's just. No excuse, man. It's just they deserve that loss. They deserve it. Disgusting. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just genuinely confused as to what the offensive game plan was for the Texans because they, they moved the ball, but all their drives stalled on the Titans' end of the field. They all yeah, stalled. Can't <laughs> do it. Anyway, m- moving on. J- just because uh, we we, we got to get through these early games. Uh, so you uh, you had you had basically a, an NCAA team in the Bills show up uh, show up at home to uh, subject the Bills mafia to lackluster football. The Chargers literally came into Buffalo, jet lagged, kicked their ass for the entire first half, and in the story that is going to get talked about uh, on media because of how ridiculous it was, Vontae Davis retires at halftime of the game. 
Vontae Davis. Oh, my God. I mean, Vontae Davis is a seasoned pro. I mean, he's been in the league a number of years. The Bills are trailing 28-6. to Vontae Davis, in his 10th year in the league, just decides to retire in the middle of the game. <laughs> just like that. Just like... He's like, ah, you know what, guys? I'm good. You know, I'm out. <laughs> didn't, didn't tell anyone what he was going to do. Uh, I mean, you know, he got scratched week one and complained about getting scratched. I mean, Vontae Davis, I, I, d- honestly, I would almost say if I'm the Bills, I try to claw back because the, they gave him a $1.5 million signing bonus. I'd actually claw back that entire signing bonus. You quit in the middle of the game? <laughs> I said the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. He was just like, ah, yep, uh, I'm not playing for JV anymore. I'm done. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. The the score, the final score, ended up being 31 to 20. The game was not remotely that close. It really wasn't. The Chargers. Literally benched their starters less than five minutes into the third quarter. I mean, Phillip Rivers, even though he stayed in the game, all he did was hand off the ball. Like, the, the, <laughs> the Chargers were not... The Chargers were literally playing prevent offense. They were just trying to let the clock run out. <laughs> Dude, they literally... That's why... Oh my god, I'm I'm just pissed off because I wanted to play Melvin Gordon so bad, but I'm like, there's no way. Like I saw what Baltimore did last last week, and I'm like, oh, hey, we're good. He well, scored three TDs, and he's like, okay, now we'll stop. Well, well, like, the, are you well, that's what that's basically what happened because like Melvin Gordon, even though he caught two t- TDs and, and he ran for a TD, he only rushed for 28 yards. Like basically, that's what I'm saying. The, the, it's like, the, the, the second half, basically, all of his runs were just like, okay, as soon as I hit contact, I'm just going to go down. So this was one of those games where stat-wise, he's going to get criticized. But I, I know what happened. Like, pace of play-wise, they knew this game was over, and they were just like, let's get out of this game without any injuries. <laughs> he literally got 30 points, and he ran for less than 30 yards. Good God. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean... Lord. I mean, uh, uh, it's, the biggest, it's the biggest. I can't even. I don't even know what to say. Like, at this point, I, like for draft teams for the first two weeks, I'm just like, are you Melvin Gordon was the. This is how bad the Bills were. Melvin Gordon didn't play at all in the entire fourth quarter, and he was still the top uh, ru- uh, running back on both FanDuel and DraftKings. That's what I mean. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, I predicted it so good. I was like, yeah, they're going to destroy him. They're not going to play him. He scores three TDs. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, so let, let, let's just keep moving on because. Yeah, yeah. Please, it, God, please quit talking about the game. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we, we got another gem, though. We got uh, Washington uh, losing to the Colts. Uh, Washington. Dude, Alex Smith, dude. He was going to be a top quarterback this week, dude. Come on. Listen. I I, I I was worried about Washington just from the standpoint of seeing how bad Arizona was. 
I wasn't quite sure Washington was actually that good. I thought it was Arizona was really that bad. And, and prove your point. <laughs> <laughs> because, honestly, the Colts just kind of took control of this game. Uh, uh, it was a lot of dink and dunk offense from uh, Washington, but realistically, Washington couldn't do anything. Uh, the, the Colts defense, which is not a good defense, by the way, uh, basically held them in check for the entirety of the game. I mean, it, it, it is uh, it is one of those where I'm kind of looking at this and saying to myself, uh, this was a game that wasn't featured on uh, Red Zone at all for good reason because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Andrew Luck threw for less than 200 yards, threw two picks, and yet still Washington couldn't do anything because Alex Smith literally threw for less than 300 yards on 46 pass steps. He's that good. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a, so much dink and dunk from both sides that the longest reception in the game was Paul Richardson with thir- a 34-yard reception. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, that game, I didn't even watch it one time. I didn't watch it once. Don't worry. You didn't miss much, Cam. You didn't miss much. So, uh, I mean, uh, Chris Thompson had a good game if you played him on DraftKings. Uh, 13 receptions, 92 yards. So, he made a ton of points uh, per reception. Uh, The Adrian Peterson hype train uh, got derailed. 11 carries, 20 yards. Hell yeah. So... AP fans. I mean... The leading rusher for Washington was Jameson Crowder with two carries for 29 yards. And his long was a 25-yard reverse play. That was exactly. that was Washington's running attack the entire game, which is why uh, Alex Smith threw for 46 times. But, again, it's Alex Smith. He's not going to kill you with a deep ball. And yeah, that's, that's a big you. problem. <laughs> I'm telling you, last year, dude, the only reason he did – anything is because he knew he was on his way out. Pat Mahomes was behind him. He has a rocket arm. He's coming for the old job, boy. Yeah, but... Uh, That's the only reason. But yeah, so, I mean, let, let's uh, let's move on. We got another matchup here uh, that was a highlight of the early afternoon. Atlanta taking, uh, taking uh, advantage of... Uh, uh, being at home wins thirty-one to twenty-four. This was a bit of a strange game because of the fact that for large swaths of the game, I swear to God, I thought Alex, uh, I, I actually thought Matt Ryan was trying to lose this game for the for the Falcons because, like, so, so like he here's here's my issue with Matt Ryan, and I and I constantly say this because like everyone always looks at the fact that his QBR. Looks good. He was 23-28, uh, two touchdowns, one pick. The QBR was 95. But honestly, there were reads that he just missed. Like, he, he just, like, didn't feel comfortable throwing the ball. And he had guys open. He had guys open. Julio Jones only had five catches for 64 yards on nine targets. But the issue was... Matt Ryan was so scared of throwing picks that he literally airmailed 
three passes for Julio when he when he could have actually made a play on the ball. Uh, you know, I, I honestly look at uh, Matt Ryan as like one of those uh, frauds because like it, the numbers look good, but he did not play well today. <laughs> I mean, he had two rushing TDs, which is ridiculous. Well, yeah, because like uh, the 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 Carolina, like uh, you know, I, I'm shaking my head because like they just did not u- use any contain on him, and he he got two rushing TDs, but he was wide open for those rushing TDs. It, it was it was a breakdown on Carolina's end defensively. But uh, I don't have anything to say about this. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're Carolina, you you should be annoyed because, again, you know, Carolina has this way where they, like, they can't figure out what they want to do on offense. Like, this was a frustrating game because uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey got a ton of touches. He got a ton of touches. He had 14, 14 catches. Yeah, 14 catches. But, like, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, like, Carolina was missing two tackles, and it showed because they could not run the football to the outside, and they definitely could not run up between the tackles. Forget that. Uh, I mean, and Atlanta had a ton of injuries defensively. Realistically, Carolina should have been able to run the football. They should have been able to run the football, and they couldn't do it. I'm very worried about Carolina running the football going forward. Because, you know, if you can't run against Atlanta's defense, I'm not sure how many teams in the NFC you can actually run the football against. I mean, and technically, they didn't really run. They basically just threw, threw the McCaffrey the entire time. Yeah, no. They, it's like they, they, they gave up on the running game because they didn't believe in it. So, uh, Carolina goes down. Atlanta holds on and covers. But uh, that one, you know, again... Just bizarre uh, in terms of, like, I, I thought Atlantic should have been able to win that one handily because of the fact that Carolina was struggling that much running the football. But, like I said, Matt Ryan, like, the imposter that he is, found ways of keeping that one interesting. I mean, I will say, uh, if you did Coleman, that was another good pick, though. Yeah, and Col- Coleman had a solid day. Uh, he had a lot of checkdowns. Uh, from Ryan, uh, so he had a couple of catches, uh, four uh, four catches, and then uh, he did have a nice long uh, rushing uh, uh, rush. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter. He had like a thirty, uh, yeah, it was like a thirty-six yard run, and he went over a hundred yards. So, like outside of the fact that he couldn't get in the end zone because Matt Ryan was vulturing his touches <laughs> there, yeah, Coleman had a good game uh, in, in place of the injured uh, Devonta Freeman, who's out for another two weeks. Yeah, and you know the most bizarre game of the day, in my opinion, you got Green Bay playing Aaron Rodgers, who had no business being out on the field with one leg against the Vikings. Honestly, the Vikings should be ashamed of themselves. This was a loss, in my opinion. Yeah, the game ended up in a twenty-nine twenty-nine tie, but that's a joke. The Vikings. You had Aaron Rodgers on one leg. Can you guess how many sacks the Vikings ended up having on Rodgers today? I don't. I don't know the the stat, but I'm going to say either one or less. No, no. The Vikings actually had four sacks. Uh, 
Here's the problem. Aaron Rodgers still dropped back and passed 42 times. You want to tell me that Aaron Rodgers was going to drop back and pass 42 times and you couldn't hit him more often than that? Because my my issue with the Vikings is, yeah, they got a, they got some sacks, but they didn't hit Aaron Rodgers nearly enough for the amount of times Green Bay decided to drop back and pass. Uh, I mean, Green Bay did not run the ball effectively uh, it, it, early on in that game. I mean, it was a lot of Aaron Rodgers dropping back and throwing the football. I mean, you can't expect a running game. I mean, I don't even know what the heck's going on with the running game, period, but... It's an absolute mess because Jamal Williams, once again, is under four yards of carry. Uh, you know, I, I'm, Aaron Jones has to come back and take that back. I, 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 have, I have to think Aaron Jones is going to be the starter next week. I have to think to. that. He has to. It's like the production just isn't there. But, I mean, let's be, let's be clear about this. Not only did Aaron Rodgers drop back and throw 42 times, Jimmy Graham got a ton of targets. Devontae Adams got a ton of targets. Geronimo Allison got a ton of targets. You know, he spread the ball around. But again, if he's dropping back that many times and he's throwing for less than 300 yards, how the hell does, uh, and you know the Packers can't run the football, how do you not win this game? Like, literally, the Vikings could not run the football to save their lives. Dalvin Cook only had 10 carries and left the game with a hamstring injury, which is never a good sign. Uh, you know, it, it that was a troubling game for Minnesota because, to me, that was a game that they needed to have. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers any weaker than he was last week against the Bears and, and this week. And guess what? The Packers are 1-0-1. They haven't lost with Aaron Rodgers that banged up. It cannot happen. What was the over-under on that game? Like 43 something? Uh, I think... Uh, hold on. I, 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 I had it on earlier. Uh, because I think I think the over-under was, uh, was actually for, uh, 46.5. But hold on. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Stroud have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. It had a, it probably just went up. Like, I think it was originally like at like 43, but it probably went up from the best. But... Because like part, part of it was like, Folks thought it was a bluff attempt and that uh, Rodgers wasn't going to play. So it, it's entirely possible. Oh, yeah. the uh, Okay. So basically it ended up settling at 45 and a half. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Either way, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, oh uh... But, yeah, it, it was just a bizarre game because, you know, Rodgers had no business being out there and the Vikings couldn't take advantage of it. Uh, you know, I'm just shaking my head. 
Anyway, let, let's get through uh, some of these evening uh, matchups. Uh, we just witnessed the 49ers. Oh, wait, actually, sorry. We, we forgot to talk about the Jets real quick. Uh, the Jets lost. Uh, Sam Darnold is not the second coming of uh, uh, quarterback Jesus, folks. Uh, you know, you know, for the fact that everyone was penciling him in for the Hall of Fame already, uh, you know, we still got some ways to go. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not gonna crush Sam Darnold. I crush the fact that uh, Jets fans cannot help themselves that anything that looks like a nice shiny new toy, they anoint them as the next coming of a great player or coach. They just don't know how to handle success. I'll leave it at that. They lost to Ryan Tannehill at home. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that, Cam. Oh, I agree. I mean, he has so many, so many options. Oh, against the Dolphins, good lord. Anyway, all right, so getting to the afternoon slate, we had the 49ers survive against the Lions. San Francisco was up 17 points and had this game in hand. There was no way the Lions should have even made this a game. And yet still, this turned into a, a friggin' shootout because uh, the Lions made a furious comeback after the 49ers blow multiple coverages, you had a situation where Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pick six, a terrible pick six, and instead of the Lions going up, it gets called back for a defensive holding call on the complete other side of the field. It was defensive holding. It was defensive holding, but dude, what are you doing? There was no reason to hold. I saw that and I was like, here we go, TD. They call it defensive holding on Kittle and he's not even close. The camera's like, where do I go? Yes. <laughs> it's like everyone's trying to find where the hold was. And then you see the, and then you actually see the hold. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so bad. It's, I mean, like the, the, the 49ers like basically tried to lose that game and they still won. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, Detroit had no business being in that game and yet still had a chance to win that game. That's how ridiculous that game ended up being. So Detroit actually covers as the underdog because the line was five and a half. But realistically, San Francisco should have won that by two touchdowns. Like, I don't know, like, San Francisco, like, went into, like, they forgot that there was a fourth quarter they had to play and just shut off completely. I mean that, that that was a brain fart, uh, but they, they 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 get away with it. Uh, all right, let, let's talk about the Rams uh, Cardinals. Uh, Cam, do you have anything nice to say about the Cardinals? Yeah, they're good at losing. <laughs> <laughs> Their offense is spectacular. That's what I have to say. Uh, I feel bad for David Johnson. But then again, he just signed a three-year, $39 million contract extension, probably because he knew how crappy his teammates were. <laughs> I mean, you know, Sam Bradford is so scared of getting hit. Uh, can you guess how many yards Sam Bradford threw for today? I bet it's less than 100. <laughs> you are correct, Cam. He threw oh, – Cam, he had 17 completions. 
for 90 yards. I just pulled up the stats. Ain't an interception. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, literally, Sam Bradford was so scared of getting hit, he threw a, a dink and dunk pass to anyone who's even close to vicinity. Are you behind the line of scrimmage? Yes, I'm going to throw the ball to you anyway. Good luck with that. That's so bad. Hey, by the way, uh, I sat Brandon Cooks today, so there's there's my win. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can't I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Honestly, I really can't blame you. Uh, even though Cooks goes off, I mean, the Rams were so comfortably in control of this game. They could have benched anyone at any time. I mean, Cooks just happened to go off in the second half. But it was because, you know, the Cardinals still didn't feel like playing. And, like, the Rams were like, okay, we'll run up the score then. I mean, the score ended up being 34-0. It really could have been 48-0 if the Rams really wanted to, like, rub it in. I, I mean, Gurley came out of the game with 42 yards rushing and three touchdowns. I mean, yep. I mean, realistically, Gurley didn't have to do anything. Like, they just threw the ball and just gave Gurley goal-like carries to keep him happy. Because they're like, eh, we're not going to risk you getting beat up because these guys can't cover anyone. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I mean, like, I, anything, I, I, anything that went, like, anything that you predicted today besides, like, Pat Mahomes or, like, the Steelers game, other than that, it was just like, I was like, what is going on with life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I feel like Larry Fitzgerald should just demand a trade. Because this is going to be the season the entire way through. Because there is nothing here that I see from the Cardinals that tells me that they can win three games this year. I think three games is the max the Cardinals can win this year. <laughs> they can be the next Browns, dude. Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right, so... It's it's depressing to talk about, I know. Yeah, so let's get into the marquee matchup. We had the Jags just put a number on New England. You know what? I admit, I did not realize what the weather report was coming into this one. It was hot as balls down there because it was over... the, The temperature down in Jacksonville was 98 degrees... The real field temperature was 107 at kickoff. At the age that most of the (laughs) Patriots are, there is no chance that I would even consider the Patriots because of the fact that, again, the Patriots are old. They do not want to be bothered with actually having to go through games like this. You know, I... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's like to me it's clear cut it's like you know honestly I, I I looked at that one and I and I told myself that it's like you know it's really this is this is what it's gonna come down to I I, I was just shaking my head I mean come on down to Texas you can uh, feel that all day but <laughs> either way all I have to say is my boy Blake Bortles the Bortles bus chugging right along for four TDs. I, 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 I'll, be, I'll be honest, Cam, Blake Bortles, <laughs> in spite of throwing like four bad passes, played well today. He played very well today. I will give yeah, Blake Bortles his due. 45 passes. Good God. 
threw 45 balls, dude. Well, oh, uh, well to, to be fair, in Blake's world, uh, none of those passes were over 20 yards. So, you know, if it, so basically he just kept arcing. It's just like you're just counting on receivers. That's yes. Doing. Yes. <laughs> but when you're Blake Bortles, that's what you have to do. So, I mean, there was that, uh, you know, and the Jacksonville defense did its job. They contained the Patriots. But, I, you know, when I saw that weather report, I'm like, holy crap, if I had known that, I would have just taken the Jags in, like, all the pick format because, like, in the second half, you could tell New England was just wanting to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. I mean, they tried to rally, but, like, you know, part of, it, part of the mistakes they made were fatigue. I thought they got tired. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the final game of the day, and the refs almost screwed the Broncos, but the Broncos come back in the last minute to get a game-winning field goal. They don't cover because the refs take a touchdown off the board for the for uh, Denver. So of course Denver ends up failing to cover, and I'm of course ticked off about that. But uh, you know. Uh, let, let, let's talk about the play in question because we had a, a pass from Case Keenum, who was terrible in the game, by the way. But uh, we had a, a, a pass play where Case Keenum throws down the sideline to Sutton. The referees, at first they call it a touchdown. Then they decide he went out of bounds because they said his uh, his foot scraped along the grass and went out of yeah. bounds. Even though the the motion of his foot kicked up. So the toe of his foot was off the ground, clearly. So I'm not sure how his foot could have scraped out of bounds. They go to instant replay, and they confirm the, the decision. Someone's got to explain to me the physics of that. How can a foot curve upwards, and somehow his foot slid out of bounds? I mean, all I know is Des caught it. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the Broncos wanted to confirm. Uh, it's like the referees wanted to confirm. Hey, we're good guys. Don't question us. <laughs> no one knows where the catch is. Yeah, I mean, you, you already know this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about what happened in this game. Everyone was raving about Derek Carr in this game. Uh, to be honest, Derek Carr had wide open receivers most of the game. He was 29 to 32 for 288, but and only one TD. Every time the Raiders got into a position where the field got cramped, he was gun shy about throwing the football. So, you know, I, I can't really give him that much credit. I mean, also, I mean, if you want to talk about it too, I mean, Denver doesn't know what they're doing in their backfield either. So, it's just. Yeah. It's uh, oh, yeah. The Royce Freeman, the, the Royce Freeman is getting the derailed. Is derailed. Uh, Philip Philip Lindsay got fourteen carries to Royce Freeman getting eight, and Lindsay had the big run. Uh, I, I was saying you can ignore Lindsay. You can't ignore him anymore. The, he is the number one waiver wire grab if he's still available in your league. That's ridiculous. Uh, 
I don't even want any part of it, but I mean, if he's available, obviously I'll be on the number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam. Uh, we got the Sunday night game. I'm playing tears for our showdown matchup between the Giants and the Cowboys. So Ooh, in the let's go. So in my tier, I've got OBJ with the one and a half points on DraftKings at nineteen and a half in salary. I've got Zeke. I've got Alan Hearns. I'm playing Cowboys defense. I'm playing Evan Ingram, and I'm playing your kicker, Brett Maher, just because I'm out of money. I I fully expect. You're playing the Cowboys, D. Oh my lord. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta save money, Cam. Oh lord. I ex- I expect a lot of field goals in this game. I'm not seeing a lot of touchdowns. I'm seeing a lot of field goals. I I agree. Obviously, for at least the Cowboys' standpoint, I mean, we can't score. But, hey, all I know is Dak has accepted the challenge. So, I don't know what that means. But Challenge accepted, Cam. Challenge accepted. But I feel like the same way. I don't feel like there's going to be a ton of touchdowns. I feel like it's going to be all field goals in this mess hole of a game. Um, and I still can't believe Dallas is uh, – a three-point favorite. <laughs> I don't know how the, the hell that even is possible. This this one's a mess. This one's a mess oh. because, like, literally teams are, like, anyone betting Dallas on this one, you're expecting the Giants to screw this one up. That's basically what you're telling me here because Dallas' offensive line is a mess without Travis Frederick right now. And, you know. Hey, you don't say that about the Cowboys. You never talk that about the Cowboys, ever. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. It, it, it's just one of those where, you know, the tackles are fine. It's up the middle that they're struggling badly. So I, I got I to gotta look at this as a, and, and say and just say it as like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned where the Cowboys are going to be moving the football. That, that's, that's the big, that's the biggest I, thing. I will say, though, like, is a, uh, I'm not playing a, a, a tier. Um, is Beasley priced with more than Hearns? Yes, he is. Like, drastic? Um, it, it's 4600 for Beasley, 3800 for Hearns. Oh, Lord. We'll see. I mean, instead of a Witten or any tight end, I mean, I guess Beasley is his cradle right now. So, we'll see. But I here's my prediction. I bet Barkley runs for 100 yards. I bet Odell has 100 yards. And then I bet Zeke has over 100 yards. But we still win. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those where it's like, I don't have confidence in anything I'm predicting here because both of these teams can easily botch anything that happens. Exactly. They're both a crapshoot. It's just like a bunch of crap holes. Yeah. But... Yes. So, like the Thursday to uh, so the Sunday to Monday matchups, I've got I, I played Russell Wilson, Tariq Cohen, Zeke. Then I t- I took uh, uh, Lockett, uh, Allen. Uh, I took Lockett, uh, Brandon Marshall, Allen Robinson, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard in the flex, and Bears defense, hoping that Khalil Mack gets a bunch of sacks again. Could happen. I guess you. Uh, I don't know how much Jordan Howard was, but I'm guessing he was pretty decent price. 
I mean, Howard's up there, and I'm expecting a lot of people to own him, so I'm, I'm going to try to do the fade and so see. You're trying to, you're about to say you're trying to fade and get that country in play. I hear it. But, yeah, Cam, uh, realistically, neither one of us have a whole lot of expectation from our teams in this one. <laughs> I mean, I, I the Giants should win this game. I have no confidence that they would actually uh, be able to pull it off, though. <laughs> But the thing is, literally all the expert picks are just like, they have no idea what the hell is going to go on in this game. So it's like a 50-50 coin flip. Oh, yeah. Anyone who actually says that they know what's going to happen in this one really takes themselves way too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) You just call yourself Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) A.K.A. Screaming A. Screaming A. Smith. Oh, oh, although it was actually comical on the, the boxing telecast uh, because, uh, oh, damn, everyone in the pigs pool is taking the Giants. I was hoping to gain ground, but everyone's on everyone's on the Giants tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> here we go. Screaming A. fan group. Uh, that, that does not help me at all. I was trying, I was trying to take... I was trying to. Uh, tr- I was hoping that people would take Dallas because I didn't want to take Dallas, but I think everyone like it, like in the pigs pool, it ended up like shifting where over seventy percent of the pool took the Giants as the dog because everyone's looking at this, trying to figure out how Dallas. This was just a bad line. It was a bad line. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't even know what's gonna happen. Like I have no idea of anything. Yeah. Anyway, before we have uh, the the kickoff here, uh, what do you think of the new Sunday Night Football song? Are you a fan of Carrie's new rendition of Game On? No. Is there any chance that the Sunday Night Football song could ever be good? No. (laughs) Excellent answer, Cam. That's exactly what I was thinking. Standing for the national anthem. Oh well, you, you, uh, unless you want to end up like Cap, hey, hey, can I get Nike money? Can I get Nike money? That's the question. Can we or get Nike they, money? Or will they will they actually show the national anthem on TV? Uh, I don't think they do anymore. I, I think exactly. I think exactly. Sun, I think NBC and ESPN both said they wouldn't show the national anthem anymore. Oh Lord, what a great world we live in today. Hey, <laughs> it's all about inclusion, Cam. All right, well, so I wish you I, I I wish you luck, but not really because yeah I got to go for the boys. Oh yeah. Hey, well, hey, by the way, Alan Hearns just caught a catch for seven yards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you there go, you go Alan. One point seven points. Man. There you go, Alan. Everyone was doubting you as if you were saying you weren't the number one wide receiver, and there you go showing them. All right, Kev. Uh, yeah, we, we 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 got we got the game going on, so we'll catch up uh, a bit during the game. Everyone, hope uh, hopefully you enjoyed the recap of the game so far. I'll be back on tomorrow night to recap everything that happened uh, from fantasy. But uh, you know, it's pretty much like what we said. It was an utter mess of a week two, and the top performers literally played. 
about half the game. <laughs> that's, a, that's all you have to say about that. That's how that's how much of a crapshoot it was. It's like hey, if hey, you, we uh, we uh, look forward to week three. Yep. Take it easy, folks, and have a good night. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position.